0: Your band sounds great, but how does it look? No one knows if you're in the dark. Light up your gigs with Chauvet DJ. Chauvet DJ is the brand of affordable and easy-to-use entertainment lighting that can help your band rise above the competition with great-looking and dynamic visual stage looks. From pack-and-go lighting systems that set up and tear down in seconds to Bluetooth-enabled lighting, with the touch of a button or step on a foot pedal, Chauvet DJ has your gig lighting covered. You rock the gig. Chauvet DJ will make sure the crowd sees you do it. Rocking the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com.
1: And so Taco Cat is the same forwards and backwards. Wow. What's up, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. We had tacos for dinner, so. And cats. No, they didn't have that on the menu. Oh. It, I mean, it was very authentic up to that point. I see. It wasn't like, Korea. anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Well, no. Let us not. So how have you been? I've been well.
0: I've been very well. I've been, uh you know getting back in the swing of it after the holidays and uh which is always challenging did a great um cold iron ray show last night uh um, it's our seventh gig together and the vocal melding is uh starting to really happen i'm starting to really feel yeah. good about how we're blending voices and um, how loose we're getting on stage together how easy it's being it's uh it's uh it's great
1: awesome yeah these things unfortunately do take time totally. and um yeah if uh if I'm practicing what I preach, I we say that the victory is in the process, so you guys are winning by trying. So
0: there you go. Well we're also winning by winning. We had a great show and got paid well and
1: dude. Yeah. How about that? I like to win. All I do is win, which is not true. I don't I don't win all the time. I did have a pretty big win. I had a couple of big wins today. Yes, yes, yes. Let's talk about that. So, um the comedy and 80s thing that we are trying to do uh is happening and it's happening tomorrow this actually is like i i've got a bunch of stuff to prep for tonight i am packing for the show tomorrow uh cuz i have to basically leave work at noon work remotely until load in and do sound check and stuff like as i'm kind of winding up work um do the event come home get up the next day drive to alabama with my uh 9 year old to do uh, a scout trip nice. uh, whilst the band plays without me on Saturday.
0: Cool. Are you, Um, and how are you about that?
1: I am fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, in all seriousness, the, uh, the guys got together and, uh, and Amber went over as well. And the general consensus, uh, from everybody was, I'm not worried. Okay. So I'm not going to worry. Good. That's where I, that's how I feel about it. Love it. um, so but yeah basically i'm i'm preparing and packing and getting everything ready for the next literally like 72 hours it's all gotta like it's it's gotta be all buttoned up tonight so a little stressful yeah um and um but so so there was that and in doing so i reached out to a very prominent um dj in the area who does like a weekly recommendation for events and um they put our event on um, the local public radio website, which if does, may not sound like a lot, but in a big market like this, that's free promo from a radio station. That, huge, um huge. That's pretty big. Yeah. And um, for me, it just felt cool because I listened to that thing and I take what she says seriously. And the fact that she took us seriously enough to recommend us felt pretty good. Very nice. Um, and then the other thing that happened is that, a, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, I got an email out of the blue that said, somebody has nominated you um, to do this interview for this magazine. So um, I did do that. And um, it was kind of asking mostly about the agency, but in order to kind of tell the story about the agency, I kind of had to tell the story about uh, members only and and about this. So um, it was kind of nice to share that story. And that story came out today. So I had a pretty big Thursday um, as far as, you know, Promotions go, and and that kind of thing. Very cool. Um, and then uh, yesterday, I actually did a presentation at work, and that went really well. So been just lots of uh, lots of good good me press time this week. All you're doing is winning. Right now, things are are, are feeling pretty good. Pre sales look really solid. Um, you know, we're we're probably going to walk away with some coins. So um, I am splitting it with the two other people who helped promote it. But uh, I still think we'll all be pretty stoked at how everything uh shakes out. So very cool. Feeling good. Very cool. Good job. And I got a pickup for uh for the Steinberger, but I can't put it in because my tech is going to NAM and um I'm not. Yeah. You know, we were we were going to tell you guys that we we were thinking about going to NAM, but it turns out that we can't go to this NAM or Summer NAM because of scheduling conflicts. Um which is too bad. Yeah. Because yeah. I kind of see that as a thing that we could be doing. It'd be fun. It'd be fun to be
0: straight from the show floor. Have you ever been?
1: I have not. Me neither. And um, it's,
0: it's kind of a bucket list. That that and CES for me are both yeah. sort of bucket list uh, conventions. I've done National Association of Realtors now twice. So that's a thing. <laughs> it's not um, as fun in a general sense.
1: No. Yeah. Um I've got a lot of friends that are already there like I could go and like getting a pass is, is not even an issue like I've got enough friends in the quote unquote industry um to do that it's just the matter of getting out there and accommodation stuff Now Summer Name is a bit easier because it's in Nashville and I've got friends I got tons of friends there from back in the day mm. um so it would it would be it would be a pretty easy one to go to it's just that every single summer that they do that i'm always out of town doing other things um you know either gigging or in this case we've got a we've we've had this like massive family beach trip uh in the cards for six months already right and you know it's not even until july but um so i can't go which is too bad well we'll just have to podcast for another year and a
0: half and do it next year
1: that's true and we're you know for for me and Dan, it's always kind of an ex- trying to find an excuse to, you know, breathe the same air. That's right. Uh, if we
0: booked a, an acoustic duo show in Greenville, South Carolina, that'd be about equidistant. and uh...
1: Yeah. And we would both lose money on it. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be fun. <laughs> it would. But no one would care. We'd be like, you guys don't even understand the gravity of this situation <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. The it'd be of, like, play Wagon Wheel again. Meeting of the minds for the people in the. Bar who've never heard of. It. No one cares. Good times. Well, yeah, that's kind of where where I'm at. Um, you know, I'm hoping to see what um, our metrics look like uh, on the website tomorrow. Hopefully, it drew some people in. Um, you know, with the interview, I, I went about it a number of different ways. I kind of carpet bombed all of our social media. Um, also, my personal stuff. Uh, just made sure that everybody within you know blasting radius knew about it. But I also. Um, went to our uh, our mailing list, which is about 500 people, and sent out the um, the notification that nice. I was featured. So, um, you know, I'm I'm hitting at my roughly 15 to 20 percent opening rate, mm-hmm. and um, don't know what that means, but I feel like it's just more kind of just spreading the word, sure. getting the name out there, totally, and gives me a little source of credibility. I mean, especially um, those
0: people on on the list are. They've probably been on the list a while. It's like always good to refresh them with what's new about what you're doing. And yep, that's, yeah, it's all really good.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that's where we're at. Cool. So lots of, we got gigs this weekend and then uh, some downtime and, um, and there's plenty of stuff to do, uh, in the midst of that. So, yeah.
0: so listen, what was the format of that interview? Was it, was it live?
1: No, it was, um, just like most things in technology. Um, they sent me a list of questions I wrote back, um, now in doing so there was kind of some there was some back and forth because of the way that they worded the questions in the initial email um and then the way that they kind of wrote it to make it seem more conversational stuff didn't quite line up so I actually did get uh, a chance to review and um kind of edit some responses to make it sound more conversational make it seem a bit more uh organic yeah so yeah that's what I was actually waiting on because I, I sent that back yeah. yesterday not yesterday maybe the day before and they were like well we'll let you know and so i wasn't really i had no expectation and then you know 40 hours later boom there was so
0: cool that's it that's yeah. it when i did the um i was interviewed for the best musician in the triad thing and that was in person That <sighs> was it it was um it was a real i'm not bragging i'm just telling the story Yeah. big sigh over there um he's always the um so i met the editor of that paper for lunch and um we It's, um, I've never really had any formal media training, um, but I know it's a thing and you, you have to, you know, um, really stay on point and stay on message. And, um, and I think I did that pretty well. I was pretty happy with the result of that article.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's always weird to hear your words, you know, shoved back at you, yeah. but in my case, I, I had <laughs> right a first refusal, so I made sure it was real, you know, real mass. Nice, yeah, good. As they say. Good. Cool. So, so we've got a couple of things to kind of dig into, though, don't we? We do. Um, I've got a bit of a a bit of a rant, and then um, one of our, uh, our trusty listeners, uh, Dougie Doug... Doug McPherson. Just,
0: I don't know what we would talk about if it
1: wasn't for Doug. Big no, Pearson. he's been he's been a great source of uh, of joy, and input and, 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 and um, content. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Well, why don't you rant first, and then we'll deal with what Doug had to say.
1: Okay. So I don't think it takes a poli sci uh, major to realize that things are a little tense. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Just, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a politician or anything like that, but it feels feels like things are a little tense. Yeah. And um and that's fine, you know. There's there's a lot going on in the world, and the more you're informed, the more <laughs> aware of things you might be. Um, but what seems to be happening is that people are venting that frustration uh on on the interwebs. And I just uh I I have a feeling I have feelings about that. Do you have feelings about that? Well,
0: yeah. I mean, it's part of a sort of broader feeling I have about the interwebs these days. Yeah. Um, You know, that, um, (laughs) are you familiar with the, the notion of the monkey sphere?
1: No, please tell me.
0: Well, the theory goes that, um, we did not evolve to have constant full-time contact with all humans on the planet. We evolved to have a a sphere of people around us that is about seventy five to one hundred and fifty people. That's about as many people as we can now I ha- hold.
1: Okay, I have heard that. I didn't. Yeah. I, I haven't heard it referred to as the monkey sphere. The monkey sphere. sphere yeah, I've heard that. You know, we are we are designed to be uh, tribal. Tri- yeah, that, that's a way know, to put it.
0: Yeah, and so then the the, way, the impact of that is people outside your monkey sphere don't seem to you like people. Hmm right and so they are really easy to otherize and um you know uh d- d- devolve their you know th- that intellectually we know that they are a rich multifaceted multi dimensionally motivated creature um and then we turn them into you know all democrats love terrorists um or whatever or
1: it, all you know. republicans love
0: Donald Trump i don't know and so, you know, which is, uh, I think intellectually every one of us knows that that's a gross oversimplification that just isn't accurate to how the world really is. But, uh, but the monkey sphere does not lend itself to any sort of nuance outside of our own little domain. And so being connected with some friend of a friend who, you know, I'm not in his monkey sphere and he's not in mine and we can't start from any kind of compassion. We're going to start from throwing sticks and rocks
1: well and i think that's that's the other thing that kind of complicates the whole social media situation is that you don't know these people right like these people are these people are not your friends Right? you know i would i would challenge you to look through your facebook friend list and and like take inventory of the number of human beings that you have spoken to face to face in the past five years you know, or ever or ever. Well, no, 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 no. I just, I, I would just say, even that. Like, yeah. how many people have you literally spoken to on, on that list? And um, I, I think the, the number is very low. Yeah. Um, now here's, here's where I think the rubber meets the road. I, I want to make th- things perfectly clear. I don't think that you shouldn't have opinions about things. Because, and, and I think a, a well-informed electorate is absolutely of the utmost importance. Um, but I don't think that you should be talking about those things on Facebook. (laughs) And here's the reason why. Here, You know, for no other reason, I could give you a a myriad of reasons, but let's talk about the one that seems to unite um, both political parties. It's costing you money. So here's the thing. If you are posting about your political views, regardless of what side of the aisle you sit on, you are alienating roughly half of the people in the country. And those people may not come to your shows. They may not buy tickets to your events. They may not hire your band for a myriad of reasons. So why give anybody the opportunity to not Hire your project unnecessarily. Yep. I the 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 place I used to work. Um, we talked a lot about influence and and you know, if we're trying to build any sort of following as musicians or um, in bands or that kind of thing, you know, influence is the cultural currency that we work in, and we should take that seriously and we should not give our influence away for unnecessary reasons so i um i did a couple of things i actually went back through my twitter account and i scrubbed it nice i um anything that might have been roughly politically leaning i just got rid of it um And I, I mean, I didn't go all the way back, but I went pretty far back. I went back far enough that, you know, anybody who found one would have really wasted a lot of their day. Um, but I just, I don't think, I don't think you should do it. And I think it's, it's hurting, it's hurting your band and it's hurting your potential to, um, to do well as far as, um, business goes. Yep. So don't do it. Don't do it. And, and, um,
0: I have one exception. Okay it is valid to have your brand be political. Sure. Right. If If, that's your brand, if that's the choice you've made, then that's completely valid. That is a completely valid choice. But if you're trying to be a fun time party band, um, yeah, not, uh, not conducive. And I would say also the other piece of pushback I hear about this is well. My band's Facebook page. I would never do anything political, but my own personal page, you know, Adam, how dare you censor me? I I'll say whatever I want there. How do you feel about that?
1: Well, I'm not censoring you. There's nothing that says you can't do that. I'm just telling you you shouldn't. Yeah, but my own personal page, Adam, come on. You don't think people know who... Who I am there and who I play with there and who I work for. There it is. And anytime you, yeah, anytime you have to write on your Facebook page, my opinions do not reflect those of my employer, you probably are talking too much <laughs> about things you shouldn't be talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, and um, I'm not sure it's just about politics either. I, I think that um,
1: it's most certainly not just about politics. It's yeah. about, you know, Social media was was built to you know do a, a certain number of things. It was there. It was there to share cat videos and to um, make Zuckerberg and money. to FOMO your friends. Yeah, basically, it's to flex. And um, anything else that you're doing, it it's not helping anything. And I think that that's the other thing that you need to realize is that it's not helping. Like it doesn't make you feel better. Even if you get in an argument with somebody and you feel like you're, you have the high ground, it's going to ruin your day. (laughs) It it is. So just don't do it. Yeah. Find more constructive ways to interact. You know what the great, the greatest way to do that is, is to have a conversation one-on-one with somebody. Yeah. Maybe even do it in person, in person. I mean, It's it's crazy.
0: It's amazing. There's like sunshine and air out there.
1: Yeah. So the, so the other day I wrote something on my Facebook page that said, Hey, just, you know, hot topic. Uh, if you post stuff about, um, if you stop posting stu- pol- politics on Facebook, people will like you more. And um, I got a lot of likes. I got a lot of preaches, a lot of amens, whatever. Um, I did get one guy who uh, tends to be pretty vocal, and he's like, "Oh, they really want a watered down version of you. He's like, if that's the issue that you were concerned with, then I think we're probably on different sides of some stuff. <laughs> I don't think anybody there's no mystery to that. And then I had a couple of people who like DM'd me who didn't agree with my sentiment but didn't but had the decency to know that um what I was what I was trying to do like they 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 kind of asked for more clarity mm. and we had we had conversations around it and that was that's exactly what I was wanting. Yeah. So just the next time you see some article that may or may not be completely factual because <laughs> it's being shared in the internet. Yeah. Why don't you just let it go and then maybe do it a couple other times.
0: Let it go. That's let all. it go. Can't Indeed. hold me back anymore.
1: So in, in, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. Hmm. Um, that's the beauty of this country. I'm just saying, um, if you don't think that people who hire your band know who you are and what you post, um, you're wrong. yep. And that's that. yep. And if
0: you want to be a protest songwriter, that's also cool.
1: yeah, totally. And it will have an
0: impact on your business, but maybe that's okay.
1: yeah. I mean, some people i I, I definitely got a lot of, well, I don't want to associate with people I was like I mean, that's fine, but like the whole echo chamber situation is 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 very problematic. In my opinion, uh, yeah, yeah, because because that a friend of mine was like, well, no, it's like this this is the new town square. I was like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. You can build your own town square that only has people that that pat you on the back for saying stuff. Oh, like no, that's the, not the
0: internet feeds you that town square. There's no it doesn't take anything to build it. You you express an opinion, and pretty soon all of the algorithms are feeding you that that opinion back.
1: Right, but then you can also go in and, and cater to oh, sure. your town no, square. Yeah, you, can you, you get to pick the players.
0: Exactly, you know, never challenge you on any thoughts.
1: Yeah. All right, I think we've hit maximum saturation on, on the gonna rant. Start, so. I'm going to
0: start ranting along with you. If you we don't...
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, abrupt, abrupt turn. All right, let's go there by way of this. It takes a lot of work to get people to a gig. When they do show up, make sure they can see you. Put your band in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ entertainment lighting that is affordable, reliable, easy to use, and set up and tear down. But most of all, Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that creates better audience experiences at your gigs by adding dynamic visual looks and moods to perfectly suit the music you're playing. Imagine dramatic color changes, dynamic strobes and chases, and even blackouts at the end of songs. All possible with just a step on a foot pedal or the touch of a button on a mobile device some Chauvet DJ's Bluetooth or DMX technology. Being in a cover band is a performing art that uses audio and visual production. So don't rock in the dark. Set your band apart from the competition with professional lighting you can load right into your car along with all your other gear. Small effort, big results. Don't just rock, rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. And we're back! And we're back. So, Today, we're going to talk about our friend Doug. Now, for those of you who don't know who Doug is, Doug is a guy named Doug. Doug <laughs> McPherson. <laughs> Specific Black- guy's named
0: Doug. He's named Doug.
1: It's true. Uh, Doug sing. D- Doug's in a little band called Get Off My Lawn. Yep. And uh, he has been just a again a wonderful source of uh, dialogue. He's always he's a great contributor to the group. Yep, listening and, from um, early on. Yeah, and he. He, he's asking questions all the time. Yep. Hey, and Adam, we,
0: if I had a question, how would I get it to us?
1: Oh, that's a wonderful question for you to ask right now I'm because you it. can, you can do that by emailing us at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com mm. or you can shoot us a message on the all new com. Yep. Doug
0: McPherson has the coverbandconfidential dot, at uh, com address on, uh the email equivalent of speed dial. Cause we got yeah. uh, a lot of really good feedback from him and questions and thoughts. And it's all really good.
1: Yeah. I also want to, uh, I want to shout out Drew brace who is a, um, a listener from uh, across the pond over in the UK. Nice. And um, he has, we, we've been back and forth uh, since uh, June of last year about some stuff. And he's kind of just, he checks in every now and then trying to figure out, you know, certain things. And um We went back and forth a couple times this week, and uh, he's just a good dude. That's (laughs) cool. Great conversations. That's cool. So let's get back to Doug. Here's Doug's question. For some reason, I wasn't comfortable asking on the Facebook page, so I figured I'd use an email for this. (laughs) Joke's on you, Doug. Everybody (laughs) hears it now. (laughs) We decided to try something new to boost audience engagement and hopefully set us apart from other bands in our region. Live band karaoke. Okay, it's not new, but it's new to us. Our band typically does three-hour-plus bar gigs, and we know enough material that we're confident we can musically support a 45-minute LBK segment. LBK meaning live band karaoke. Yep. We're thinking this would be in lieu of a second set, then clean up with our third. Our intent is to line align the uh, karaoke song menu to 80s and later rock and pop, plus songs from the rock band and Guitar Hero canon, um, his suggestions were wave of mutilation uh, and not Sweet Caroline, which is that's an angle to take. It's an angle. Anyway, on the last app uh, on the last episode, Adam had some concerns about the beer adjacentness of one proposed live band karaoke. I know that Dan has had to do some refereeing too for his karaoke sets. Maybe you guys could do a. So you think you want to do live band karaoke episode and provide a checklist slash how-to for things like I just asked and others.
0: Then he's got this list of bullet points. Let's just, let's just talk through these bullet points here. Yes. All right. So the first one is publishing the song list. Do you have a few laminated copies and collect them at the end or just print copies and consider them scrap at the end of gig? People uh, Point people to a URL so they can see on their phone, etc. So um, in my live acoustic karaoke show, which I'm doing every Friday and I've done it now for pff, coming up on three months, I think um, I started out with a printed list that I just stapled in the corner and had six or eight of them and distributed around the room. And if I found them and they were in decent shape at the end of the night, I'd reuse them. And if yep. not, they were recycling. Um, and that was okay. Except that in an effort to be frugal, I made them quite, I made the print quite small and they were not great to interact with, um, and even the ones that I found and got back at the end of the night weren't. In, they just didn't they didn't last long. It felt wasteful. Um, uh, and then it, I did experiment, by the way, with having a document that was both by title and by artist. So like the whole list okay. twice, sorted different ways, and people kind of responded to that, but right. not strongly enough that I wanted to spend all that paper every week. Um, yeah, two weeks ago I went and bought three one inch binders, three ring binders and a bunch of plastic sleeves. And my, and I printed my list in much bigger print, actually (laughs) readable print and, um, and put it in that. And in the front, the first page of it is the new changes, like what's gone in recently. And the plan is I'm going to update the whole big list, no more than monthly. And then between big list printings, I will just update the what's new list. Um, and collect them at the end of the night. Obviously, they're, I kind of have to keep an eye on where they are in the room so that I can point people to them. In principle, I put one at each table near me and one up on the bar, but they migrate a little during the show, which is fine. Um, sure. And um, people are generally attentive enough that, like, if I say, hey, where'd the list go? Somebody's like, oh, I got it. You know, kind it kind of works. Um, yeah. So I've done both of those things, and they're fine. Now, there are... Electronic solutions that put the song list on phones and actually let people register to sing on their devices. I have not really explored that. Um, the things, when I Googled for those, I found several what looked like stubs of projects that were never finished or yeah. things you couldn't really sign up for because they were just a marketing page or yep. something. So um I'd love there to be some solution about that, although I don't really want to make people have to get a, an app on their phone to interact with it. Um,
1: yeah, um,
0: it's a barrier. It's a barrier. So I, I do think the way to do it is to have a list and then a sign-up form um, up front. Here's the thing that I realized, <laughs> what, eight or eight or nine dates into this. Um, I've been putting the a little wooden table that collapses and is easy to transport. I've been bringing that in with me and setting it between the two mic stands. And the, yep. and my beer goes on it, and um, and it's a parking space for anyone who, anyone who comes up with a drink. I don't have any rules about not doing that. Um, and the sign-up sheet is on that. And what I finally realized is that like in the middle of a song, the polite people come creeping up on all fours, like they <laughs> they don't want to be interrupty. So instead, they're like super interrupty and weird as they come up to the list. Right? They like yeah. really draw attention as they try to sneak or something. Um. So I'm gonna actually put the list elsewhere. It's gonna live off to the side of me or something, um, just because that's not great. Yeah. Um, the nuances that you learn after doing it for for a while, you'd think I could have noticed that a while back,
1: but yeah. I didn't. So in ours deal, since we we were a a live band situation where like everybody was doing something, um, we actually have we had staff manage the list for us. Yeah, you'd have to. So we had, um, we had a dedicated person, uh, in this case, it was our, um, it was our A2 who was our, you know, our, basically our engineer's assistant. Um, he manned the list and he did a fantastic job and it's just a way to kind of keep traffic moving and he ends up kind of steering the night because he's like, all right, here are these people and this is what they're, this is what they're going to play. Um, and that worked for us, um, now with some, some of the higher end operations, um, you know, like meddlesome in Atlanta, they've got like a crew of people that do nothing but that. They've got at least two people, one running the list, and then somebody um, doing the actual uh, lyrics um, on the screens. They've got prompters that are manually advanced and Mm -hmm. stuff that they they handle. Um, Now, for us, when we were doing the actual song lyrics, uh, we used, I think it was either... Can't remember if it was on song or Band Helper. It was probably I can't remember, but basically put it on a music stand on an iPad and and let people scroll with their fingers.
0: Okay, I it have, was the easiest way to do that. I have um Band Helper attached to my music stand or to my mic stand with a a clamp thing, and then I am advancing it with a foot pedal, Bluetooth page turn sure. foot pedal.
1: What we were dealing with is we um that the the first gig that we did that with was with um. Teenagers, high schoolers specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, they didn't come up, and it wasn't like a group of like it wasn't like one person singing a song, or two people sing a song. It was like fourteen, right? And you're like you're just handing like every other person a mic, and you're like, all right, here we go. I had um, um
0: all of the females from a wedding party, um, which I can't fathom. It was twenty, it was twenty ladies on stage with me doing um party in the USA. The other night,
1: yeah, yeah no. not wave of mutilation not
0: not in fact wave of mutilation, let's come back to let's come back to that,
1: yeah, <laughs> tornado of souls or yeah, yeah. Pork hammer smashed face something no
0: yeah okay
1: so yeah we 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 ended up just doing uh paper copies um I've seen it done a number of ways. the coolest way that I saw is um they use flat screens behind the sign up booth that have all this all the the songs on them. Uh, And as the night progresses, they actually cross them off on the TV. So you actually know what's left. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Interesting. Let's see. All right. His next bullet point. How do you deal with setting ground rules for live band karaoke? So it happens that I have just identified the need to set some rules. I think I talked about that last week. Um, And then the karaoke night that I did right after recording that, was even worse. Even worse. <laughs> Womp, it, was, it was even worse. So I came back and wrote uh, a rules list, and it's really just three rules. Um, and I sent it to Adam when I was fresh off the being mad at yeah this
1: woman. Um, it's always just one person that kind of ruins always, the whole thing, isn't almost it? Almost
0: always, almost always. So here are the rules that I wrote. Um, And I this is the... It really took me like several tries and feedback from a couple of people and <laughs> to get to this. This is the nice yeah. version. Uh, karaoke rules. Here are three ways to make the live acoustic karaoke great for everyone. One, pick songs from the list. And don't pick songs not from the list. There are 360 plus really great songs on the list. And it's literally every song I know well enough to play. I take requests, but it takes me a week to fulfill them because I have to go learn them. Signups for non-list songs will be skipped. Womp womp. Two, don't pressure others to sing. Consensual karaoke only. Even if your friend is a really, really good singer and they totally should. Even if it's your kid and it would be so cute. This show only works when people choose freely to participate. Pressuring others, including your children, to perform is extremely uncool, so please don't do it.
1: Now, hold on. I'm looking at the list that you sent me. Extremely uncool is in italics. So That's right. Pressuring others, including your children, to perform is extremely uncool. Extremely uncool.
0: I can't even begin to tell you this woman. I can't even begin to tell you her kid was, I mean, and I almost like it was right on the edge of to say like you, this is what my mother did. And now I'm a a circus monkey. I can't not be performing. you want better than this for your child. madam? uh, this is, this is your future woman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Your kid is going to be playing guitar in bars. Is that what you really want for him? Like, come on. Uh, And then three respect the show and the flow. Don't grandstand, steal attention from the person performing, or stall out the show. When you're on the list to sing, stay alert for me to call your name. When you're the singer, put on an awesome performance. At all other times, be a great audience member. In other words, support other performers and help the show flow smoothly.
1: Okay, so this is a bit more uh, yes. tweaked than the one that you said. Much,
0: me. yes. This is
1: the softened version that leaves people yeah. hopefully feeling I got good PG- about themselves. <laughs> I got the PG-13 version. Yeah, that Did
0: which it? was like the second version. The first one was yeah, a hard, keep- hard R.
1: Yeah, I'll keep that close to the vest. Yeah, please. But please. Um, it may be a good idea for us to um, include a link or something in the show notes, or I can put it up on social media. I can put up uh, just a, so we,
0: a version of this, sure.
1: Yeah, we got some stuff to work with. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because, you know, this, this, is, this is derived from real-life behavior. Um, um, <laughs> maybe that's all I want to say about that. It's derived yeah. from real-life behavior.
1: Well, and like you had said, I think previously, like these rules are 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 an organic living, breathing thing. Sure. Um, because people keep finding I, I, <laughs> when I was going through um scrubbing my Twitter account, I did find a good post that I had forgotten about. It said when somebody designs something to say that it's idiot proof, someone will build a better idiot. Oh
0: yeah. Challenge accepted. Yes. Yes, I fully anticipate finding a fourth rule. But, you know, so the woman who had me in such a twist last time around literally was breaking all three of the rules simultaneously. And um, so what I have done is I've put it inside the clear pocket on the inside flap, the front cover of the list. And I've also printed myself a copy to have on my table so I can pull it out and wave it at people if needed. Nice. Um, And I don't plan to say anything about it. I think I just plan to have it be there and have it be there to fall back on if somebody's misbehaving. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to make it a thing except, uh, you know, unless it needs to be. So, um, that's, that's my plan around that. So that deals now with, uh, do you have anything you'd add to, to, to ground rules and how to, what, what they ought to be and how to communicate them?
1: No, I, I'll say, you know, the, the, I, I've seen some other of these kind of like rule list kind of situations. And, um, most of them have to, they're mostly procedural stuff. You know, it, it can be things like, Hey, you know, no beers on stage or, um, no duets um, with with uh, with metal sum if you want to sing with somebody you have to pay extra to do it. Oh. Wait, so people you... people pay to come up? No. Well, actually that's not true. So, what <laughs> their their um their method is um first the first song is free. So, if you want to go up there and you want to sing a song, more power to you. Come on up. Yeah. But you um you can't you can't do a duet unless it's strictly a duet. Um, and if you want to sing with another person, it's twenty bucks. If you want to sing another song, more than one song, I think that's twenty bucks. Uh-huh. And there are certain things that you. There's also um, guys can't sing girl songs, um, mostly because they tend to get um, stupid. You know, they, you don't want to have like a drunk guy come up and try to sing I Touch Myself. Well, Cause it's just yeah, not going to be fun.
0: That and you got to protect the female repertoire. You got to kind of protect the material well, and that, for, that, the, that, for the female participants.
1: That's their main, that, that was their main bit was that there's not a, there, there are more guy songs than girl songs. For so sure. we're going to let the girls sing the girl totally, songs. Totally, totally. I've seen them break that on, on occasion, but it was usually for a, a special exception. Um, But yeah, that's kind of, those are mostly their, um, their rules. Cool. So, yeah, I think they've also uh, got, they've got a full-time security team. So anybody that is acting up, they go boink bye. Yeah.
0: All right, good. Well, um, so that is, that is a clever approach to, uh, Doug's final bullet point, which is how do you keep one person from monopolizing the set? Yeah. Charge them.
1: Charge them. Yeah. (laughs) That's clever.
0: I like it. Um, I'm not going to do that. Um, I will say I have not had that problem. I have had um, the uh, the opposite, which is that people are a little shy early in the night, and the people who are not shy. I have some regulars who just come and sign up and do. Um, they self police their own timing, you know. And if somebody feels yep. like they've come up frequently, they'll say like no, 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 skip me. Come back to me. You know, like that, they actually yeah. manage that themselves. And I'm actually really grateful for the people who come and do seven or eight or nine songs in a night because, for the most part. Like I need those kind of sign ups. Yeah, you need you need their help for yeah, sure. Yeah, especially early in the night. Now, later on in the night, um <laughs> my my the I mean my, my regulars are wise enough that they get there early and then as the bar drunkens, um which I don't know if it's a verb, but I think you got it. Uh
1: yeah, I'm 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 at, tracking.
0: And and a broader range of people start participating, they sort of start to throttle themselves. So it's I it, they it really is self policing that way. I've not had anybody um dominate in a way that i would need to make a rule about it
1: yeah and and that's the other thing is that the way that you keep one person from monopolizing the set is that it's yours it's your show yep so if um if one person is is trying to do that don't call them yeah let them do one or two and then send them on their way um that's just that that's the that's another one of those kind of weird things about the, the whole meddlesome situation is, uh, they choose, they choose the set list and they choose the song flow. So it doesn't, honestly, it doesn't matter when you sign up. It doesn't matter what number you are on the list. They, if they want to play, you know, bulls on parade, and then they want to do heat of the moment. Doesn't matter how close those songs are together on the quote unquote sign up list. They're going to call you in whatever order they feel like. Interesting. So, and you can do that. Um, but that, it also... It feels
0: like a lot to keep in my head all at once. I, I think...
1: Well, uh, the, the, but that's the other thing is that this is like their full-time situation. Gotcha. So they're doing they're doing this gig four, four nights a week. Wow. And so they will intentionally stack decks for stuff. So if they know, like, in my case, if I show up and I sign up for some barn burner, I'm probably going to sing towards the end of the night because they're trying to kind of like build the momentum up to a certain thing.
0: Sure. Yeah. But they're making a set list. Now they're only working from the stuff that got signed up for. Right.
1: Right. So the the the, set
0: list is getting made on the fly out of all audibles Mm -hmm. that they're not the ones calling.
1: No, that's, that's, that's where you get your whole staff situation in play.
0: Yeah, for sure. I would not want to do that and also try to play guitar.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's cool
0: though. That's really fun.
1: Yeah. But it's, they, they have kind of built this to, like I started going in 2005 and it was fast and loose. It was like lyrics on paper. Mm. And, um, you know, they've kind of over time generated this kind of machine that they can, um, they can just crank these out and they can do, they do it for private private events. They do it for all kinds of stuff. So That's cool.
0: And you mentioned Heat of the Moment, so they're not just metal.
1: Well, no. So they've got like a, they've got a pretty good, um, mix of um, heavy metal stuff, and the, so like it started. It, it was called Metal Some Monday because it was literally they were only doing it on Monday nights, um, and it was that was almost strictly heavy metal because that was for that was for industry people. That was for guys and bands just to kind of you know get their yah yahs off. Yeah. Um, but what happened was is it got big, and so they um they started adding some of the pop punk stuff and they started adding some of the um more contemporary stuff so they do like the middle they do like jimmy eat world they do uh blink 182 and that kind of thing sure but like depending on the night you go they've got they so they've got Metal some monday which is just the old school playlist they've got mellow some monday which is more <laughs> of like an acoustic thing <laughs> Fine. Uh, Metal, mellow some i think is on tuesdays um and that's kind of more, just more subdued, kind of more laid back. And then they do the full Some sets Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think. And then they do, they do soul karaoke on Wednesdays. So it's almost all, it's all I band karaoke six nights a week. It's really fun. And they're clear, doing well enough
0: to, doing, doing well enough to hire staff. And,
1: well, I mean, they basically, so the band that started doing this, um, the main guy and, um, his girlfriend and I think now wife, I think they're married now. Uh, they bought the bar. Mm. So it's their bar. Cool. And actually it's got, it went so well that she's bought like three other bars on that street. Like they basically, they're they're like this like little Cosa Nostro on, (laughs) um, on Highland Avenue. (laughs) Um, but it's, it's great. Like they literally, I mean, they built an empire on this idea.
0: It's very cool. It's very cool. Now, you know, I mean, you mentioned song selection and, and he did too. Um, Wave of Mutilation and not Sweet Caroline. I have found that you need to be prepared with all of the ones that band people turn their noses up at because those are the ones that people request. You know, I'm going to do on a given night. I'm going to do Sweet Caroline. I'm going to do Don't Stop Believing. I'm going to do Mr. Brightside. I'm going to do Santeria. I'm going to do. Wagon Wheel. I haven't done Wagon Wheel. Interesting. Um, You know what? It's not on my list. I need to add it. I will start doing it the minute I add it. Um, Tennessee whiskey though. Um, yeah. Uh, a bunch of things like that. They, you know, those are the ones people want to come up and request. And I, I think, I think people would come up and do wave mutilation. Um, some, I, I did have a request for war pigs, which I added for last week. And the guy who requested it came in was one of my regulars and came and just tore the house down. It was just so great. Um, but, um, uh, you know, I, I think that, um, you got to be prepared with all the all the schmaltzy ones, all the crazy ones that you you that are you don't feel cool playing. Um,
1: now, yeah, I think uh, the, I think the, the 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 thing that most of the you guys need to kind of look into and realize is that your audience may not be as um, I don't want to say smart because that's not what I mean. Um, the likelihood of of just a stranger walking off the street and signing up for a Pixie song at your live band karaoke yeah. set is very very low. Yeah. It yeah. just, I mean, yeah, that's just not how these things work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's true. Now, um, it, I mean, it's part of the thing of it is you, you really just never know what you're going to get, you know, with the, with the band I used to be with, we did, um, a karaoke thing that was, um, just a, a four or five songs during the night. And, um, people put their names in a bolt and to, to be pulled to win to come up and do it. And, uh, <laughs> one night we had a girl come up. She put herself in to do um, brown eyed girl, and she got up there and she had nothing. She had nothing. She couldn't. She didn't. She couldn't sing it. She didn't know it. She couldn't do the la 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 laws. She had nothing. Okay. We, you know, we, we 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 crutched her way through it, and then she turned to me and said, "Can I do another one?"
1: <laughs> I said, well, what "No." Did you, and and then, no, then what did you it. say? No, get off my <laughs>
0: stage. No, bye. Okay. Uh, she left. And the next guy who got up came up and did the weight. Yep. And, the fanning song. Yeah. And tore it down. He was incredible. Incredible. And later it turned out older guy, um, early 50s probably. Um, he had been a season winner on Star Search with Ed McMahon back in the 80s.
1: Wow. Three and like, a quarter stars. Exactly.
0: And, and you know, a a, a generation later, he'd have been an American Idol is who this this guy was. And instead he was um, spending his nights out in a bar room uh, doing karaoke with a band, you know, it, yeah. um, But doing it really well. So the point is like, you just never know what's going to walk up and, and, and sing. last time I had a bunch of kids um, there, young, young folks. I had an eight year old girl do zombie and she was amazing. She was amazing. I had a, 13 year old boy do hallelujah and it was glorious
1: yeah i had that happen at an acoustic thing i heard a little girl sing it on our break they were like she was like sing it at the table and i was like i walked over to my break he's like would you like to come up and sing that with me yeah and she was kind of afraid but she did it and yeah. she it was it was amazing yeah yeah i'm like i was like welling up as I she know, was doing it i know it's incredible it's
0: incredible i had two little boys come up and do because it was on my list kind of as a filler but um Run Around Sue.
1: <laughs> That's a interesting I one. I know.
0: Two little, like, seven year olds came up and, you know, just sang, it, sang their hearts out. Just, you know, loved that song. The whole, she goes out with the other guy. Just nailed the whole thing. It was so good. Um, so also, I, I, I but, share you all know, that to say. a you know, our, our problematic. Fu- our future. Problematic s- it, is a problem, it is a troubling song. Yeah, it's very much, um, you know. Uh,
1: Two seven year olds slut shaming. It's what now would be like <sighs> an 80 year old <woman>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's you just don't want to think too hard about it it was cute is the point no, I'm um, past no no um the point is that the uh our futures in good hands musically kids know what's up i had a 13 year old come up and scream uh smells like teen spirit that was good
1: yeah the i mean i don't think i think everybody goes through a nerve, a nerve phase i think it just happens it happens it's just like in my case when i was going through there no the nirvana phase nirvana was nirvana it was like i was like i think 11 or 12 years old when uh when nevermind came out oh you're so cute so, i was
0: in college but i was deep down a classic rock rabbit hole i was not listening to contemporary music at all so i had to go back and have my nirvana phase later yeah i had my my nirvana phase um in sync with my foo fighters phase
1: oh okay yeah that that's gotta be it was interesting a bit twisted it was interesting no, I mean I, because I I mean I definitely bought that first Foo Fighters record um, like the day it came out because right. I was like yeah, this is this is gonna be like Nirvana I was like wow this is not like Nirvana not at all like, it's amazing but, but like not but it's good yeah yep
0: yeah all right well I think that I think that covers what there is for me at least to say about live band karaoke and or live acoustic karaoke or whatever format you're doing it in um, I think that um I I'm. I would not attempt it with a full band myself again to do a whole show. Cause I just, I think standing up that much repertoire that you don't play all of frequently is really hard. Um, way easier to do that solo acoustic in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Um, and if you are going to try to do it in a live situation, you need to, um, you need to hire staff to kind of man some stuff. Uh, cause you're, you're just straight up not going to be able to do it. You're not gonna be able to run sound. You're not gonna be able to, uh, uh, manage people like you need to have a a person yeah because you know i would suggest maybe even two people because if you don't have like unless the singer wants to be the host which is definitely something you can do um you're going to need another body just to kind of manage the um the traffic yeah list
0: list and room flow and all that it's doing that on my own acoustic is a challenge no I, doubt. I wouldn't want to try to front a band while
1: doing it. Yeah. It was weird because like I was thinking when we did it, it was like, oh, this will be, this will be cake for me. Cause I'm not, you know, if I'm, if I'm the singer and other people are singing, then I've, I've got the night off. <laughs> no, you don't. I actually wore myself yeah. out because I was doing harmonies to songs. I wouldn't have normally been singing harmonies right. to like all these, all this stuff up in the flipping stratosphere. Right. Um, just Or, about or belting the melody
0: over top of somebody who's tone deaf.
1: Yeah, that too. I do some of that. Good times. Good times. All right, well, well well done. I hope that, Doug, I hope that was helpful. We're not going to name this the doug Um <laughs> We're not? Which No, no we're not. I think So You Want to Start a Karaoke Band is yeah, a great title so for this one. I think so too. Well, guys, I just want to thank you uh, again for tuning in. Uh, numbers are just climbing, climbing. We had a great year and we're uh, we're off to start a uh, another great year. Uh, tell your bandmates about us um, tell other people in your area about us if you um, if you haven't checked out the um the website please do there's blog posts and stuff um, feel free to spread those around and if you think that what we do um, is valuable, uh consider supporting us on Patreon. We don't really talk about it a whole lot, but we do have a patreon um it's not you know it's basically covering our overhead um we do have some administrative fees that we got to cover um like you know hosting a podcast and just general things and um every little bit kind of helps us uh keep the lights on as it were and uh we're just here to help you guys go further faster so thanks again for your continued support from atlanta georgia i am adam johnson
0: from Greensboro, north carolina dan
1: ray you've been listening to the cover band confidential podcast episode 83 have a great week